Hey guys, what's up? It's me, Jay, and welcome to episode 10 of Square Pro's podcast. I cannot believe we made it episode 10. This is like such an achievement for me. <laughs> um, So should we celebrate? Is our celebrations in order? Maybe we should pop some champagne? We don't have no champagne. I think we've got some sparkling apple cider but okay that it may be flat we could do that oh yeah, we'll yeah. Do, we can do that afterwards yeah <laughs> um you didn't tell me it was podcast podcast number 10 it's a little is. pressure well, here. i wasn't i wasn't really thinking about it till i realized because at the end at the beginning of every episode i i usually say which number it is and this is i think this is episode 10 okay so this is gonna be like a much more light-hearted episode because last episode was really politically charged <laughs> because i had some things to get off my chest so this episode oh yeah i've got to go back and listen to that yeah that episode actually the episode that last episode episode nine you guys which is about voting that's my most successful episode up to date that's like, a very polarizing topic it got a, like significantly more views than all my other previous episodes so i guess that means i'm doing something right hopefully my listeners stay that listened to it. I got a lot of new listeners on that episode. But I, I did not say anything offensive, though. No, and I mean, everybody has a right to their opinion. And yeah. I think if you have facts to back it up, usually people are pretty open to your opinion, even if they don't agree. Yeah. But this episode is going to be much more lighthearted, like our usual, until I do another episode when I'm feeling some kind of way and got to get some, some stuff off my chest. <laughs> but um, it's Sunday afternoon, a beautiful Sunday. Um... The one day that I wake up early to go to the gym, because our gym opens, the one here in our hometown, it opens at 7 a.m. And I woke up out, I usually don't get there to the gym like either at nighttime or like late afternoon. But today I want to do something different. I want to get my workout out the way because I'm going back to school today. So I want to just lift my weights and, you know, do that um, grind. But the one day I woke up at... 8 30 this morning because which is really rare for me when i don't have class i go to the gym and let me just say by the way the reason i woke up at 8 30 is not because i feel like i would have slept much longer it's just because i didn't um take a shower last night and the reason i did not take a shower last night was because i'm like i want to go to the gym tomorrow so i may as well just wear these same clothes like why would i wash tonight and then again in the morning after the gym because by the way i went to bed at four o'clock a.m so I didn't think that that four hour difference would make much of a big deal. Cause I did want to wake up early, but I only woke up early just because I could not sleep comfortable. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I could see that. But usually, when I'm asleep, <laughs> if I've gotten asleep, I'm good. But the thing is, I felt so dirty sleeping without washing. That's why. So. You keep saying washing. A lot of people don't say or recognize washing. It's the same as taking a shower. <laughs> well, what do they think I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. What do they think what's... I'm, what do, I'm washing my body? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, because Brittany was talking to some of her friends, and she said that same thing, washing. They were like, you mean taking a shower? Like, I don't know if they were just trying to be condescending or if they just didn't understand the concept of washing your body. Well, that's just the beauty of the English vernacular. Like, everybody has their own unique slang. I mean... Slang? I don't call it <laughs> slang, but just your way of talking. Usually, I think it, it varies from family to family because I never said washing. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. But, but I think your dad 
always said Washington. Maybe it's a country. Well, I'm not country. I don't consider myself country. No, I don't think that's what I'm it is. I just boy. think it's like a more of a what you know your tribe, your clan. Yeah, right. But um, yeah. So basically, long story short, I couldn't go to bed. Well, I couldn't sleep comfortable because I didn't wash last night. So as a result, I woke up quite earlier than I needed to because I only got four hours of sleep, if, if you want to call it that. So I get to the gym, ready to work out, and I see that there were only three cars there. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, I, I don't have this whole gym to myself, which is, like, everybody's dream because I hate going to the gym when there's, like, a lot of people because not only the, – the thing is – Me too. That's why I don't go. <laughs> the thing is, when there's a lot of people, first of all, you have to deal with them, like – um hogging all the machines and not having the machine you want and also i don't like people knowing what weight level i'm on right now that's really <laughs> personal i yeah. do not need you okay because usually <laughs> i i wonder if people are really comparing i do i usually compare not to like be like i usually compare to see where i'm at compared to other people and <laughs> because i'm not always i'm consistent at times but when i go back at like a long time of not going i can't lift as much as i used to so I'm usually on the lower <laughs> part of the weights right yeah. now. Yeah. I hate when I go to the gym and, like, there's nobody, I'm sorry, fatter than me. Is that okay to say? Like, I don't want to be the biggest person at the gym. <laughs> hey, there is nothing wrong with that. You know, no, I'm not doing this. No, because no. everybody should have it in their mind. At least I do that whenever you see a fat person at the gym, you respect that person because they're trying to make a change in their life. So if anyone's, like, looking at you saying, oh, she's fat and you in the gym working out, that just says more about them than about you. Because yeah, who does that? That's like a, like a, um, I think of an analogy to go with it. That's like a hooker in church. Okay. Well. <laughs> but mm. you're right. You're right. I mean, nobody should be judged when they go to the gym, but I just feel like people are. I mean, I'm not judging anybody because. I have respect for people who are trying to take control of their health because mm. that's really important. And just, it's hard going to the gym. No, no, see, it's hard to go to the, go to the first two times. I say yeah, the first time's the hardest. The second time's a little bit easier, but still hard. Once you go to the third time, it's easy. It's You get in the habit of it. Yeah. Especially if you don't have, like, a lot of responsibilities. Like, I'm not saying you don't have a lot of responsibilities. I remember my internship last year? summer i went to work all day from nine to five i came home i went to the gym okay. every like about at least three times a week i still work on this podcast so it is doable you just have to make time for it yeah okay it's doable all it right is. i'll just keep telling myself that but yeah. what happened when you went to the gym yeah so i get to to the gym there are only three cars and i was like i have this gym to myself i'm so happy and then I get close. I'm like, boy, it's really, it's quite dark in there. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that people bring so much light to the gym. I thought maybe <laughs> when there's not many people, maybe it looks darker. But all this to find out that it doesn't open until 11 a.m. Why? Is that every Sunday? I'm assuming so. Usually it opens at 7 a.m. But I guess Sundays, maybe it is 11 a.m. So well, that, that doesn't make any sense because most people are off on Sundays. So... They mm-hmm. probably want to go to the gym and get a good start yeah. because they can't do it during the week. Right. But then again, I guess they say, well, you're off. You can come any time of day. So I don't know. 
anyway no but it's like sunday's like the one perfect day to go to the gym early because like i know the reason i wanted to go sunday early is because i know like some people may have church or some people just may like to be lazy on sunday morning and not want to go to the gym so i was i knew for a fact that you know i was gonna happen myself and wait a minute you were supposed you were supposed to take me to the gym too though i was but everybody was sleeping when i woke up yeah well I can't wake up if you just gently tap on the door. I, I didn't want to bother anybody, and I was kind of already on a roll, you know. Okay, like, got it, got it. I, just, I know I we know. talked about that when we found out you left. We are like, I think he's like my side of the family. What, your side of the family? Yeah, like they're very rigid about <laughs> being on time and <laughs> not waiting around for stragglers and... No excuses. I'm not exactly like that. Like, quick example. We had a family reunion in Panama City a couple of years ago. And Panama City is like a good six hours from here, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Or is it eight? It may be six hours away. And um, seven. everybody was carpooling there. And one of my cousins, who shall remain nameless, had agreed to... Uh, carpool or or actually uh, do the driving for another cousin and he told him you know I'm leaving at nine o'clock nine o'clock sharp he (laughs) went sat in the driveway blew the horn and I think probably around 9 15 when you know the the passenger was supposed to come out or the passenger who was riding with him mm-hmm. at 9.15, when he wasn't ready to go and sitting in that passenger seat, he left him. Wow. Did he, like, say anything about it? No. He didn't call He just him. left. He left. <laughs> like, I think, and I wasn't there, but from what I understand, he blew the horn, told him to come on. You know, maybe he called him. I don't know. But I know that he didn't make a great effort to say, you know, either you come on or I'm leaving. Wow, so he left it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he didn't make a lot of threats beforehand. He just just left. Well, well yeah, he, time to go. <laughs> yeah, he was like, okay, apparently he's not coming. <laughs> he and he, say, he nope. didn't really wait for confirmation. Of no that. more questions after that. Yeah, and I was like somebody, I was already in Panama City because I had helped to plan it. I was like, you know, where's, you know, so and so and they were like, he left them. So and th- for me, I was like, what do you mean he left him? And he said he wasn't ready, so he left him. <laughs> so did the other guy ever make it? Yeah, he. I think he may have ended up driving. Maybe he rented a car and he, he drove down. I would be so upset. <laughs> I would, I would just, I he was upset. He was upset. Do they ever, you know, dish it out or like say, hey, you we, No, me. you have to understand, like, my family is like, you have to spend a lot of time, you know, chopping it up after situations like that happen because people just don't see eye to eye that's really that's really weird though listen i'm not anything like that okay well i was just making sure because i was like i hope he didn't get that gene if we're going out of town like six hours six or seven hours away i'm i'm not going to just leave you i would like to figure out like okay can you buy with somebody else (laughs) no he didn't care you don't want to go again (laughs) I thought That's that really was different. like a gangster move, but because I know I have wanted to do that when I wait mm-hmm. on people, because I think it's selfish to have people waiting on you yeah. for, you know, if they know that you're 
you're driving. Mm-hmm. You agreed to drive. They told you in advance what time they wanted to leave. I'm going to make it a point to be ready. Right. You know, I don't want anybody just mm-hmm. sitting out there waiting on me unless it's like something that is completely out of my control. Yeah. It might be something I would want to do, but I just, yeah, I wouldn't it would never it. really be a reality. That'd just be so awkward when you see them again. Like, well, he wasn't awkward about it. It was like he acted like, you know, when he saw him there, it was like, hey, what's up? Like that. <laughs> so. <laughs> wow. Your family is kind of weird. <laughs> well, not everybody's you know, goes that far. But some of the things, it's like, it makes me scratch my head. Like, am I related to these people? Cause wow. See, my thing is, I would not, I'm, I have empathy for people. I would not just leave. Okay, I may have left my sister that time when we were supposed to pick up pizza. <laughs> Only because she was taking way too long and I was just ready to go. Like, I was like, okay, the time I'm waiting for my sister to come, because we ordered a pizza and we were supposed to um go pick it up. The time I was waiting for her to come in the car and she was walking so slow, making me mad. I'm like, you know what? I could have been there and back by now. <laughs> <laughs> but no actually usually though i'm usually the, usually the one that's late when it comes to my friends not that late like i let them know i'm black i'm, I'm gonna be late <laughs> but the thing is though don't say that it's okay because i'm the driver usually <laughs> oh well if you're the driver i feel like you I'm you can be late try my I mean... best i try my best it's just i'm just always late i don't know why it probably runs in the family. I mean, I try to break it, but it's like no matter what happens, I can set my watch for like I mean, my clock for like an hour early <laughs> and something will always happen. I always end up out of the door at the exact same time. It's, yeah, I don't care right. if I wake up two hours in advance. I don't care if I wake up 15 minutes in advance. I'm always out the door at the same time because when I wake up early, okay, I don't can't find my badge, yeah, can't find my keys, left my lunch. And, and then you walk past the mirror, then you're like, oh, I didn't do my hair yet. And then your hair don't do what it's supposed to do. And you have to spend extra time with that. And you're like, oh, I smell good today. And then you're like, I'm already running late. Let me at least do this. Or exactly. Let me, eat some, let me drink some water. I'm about to be dehydrated on that road. <laughs> it's crazy. If anybody can explain that to me, I mean, does that happen to everybody? Because, like, I've talked to a few people and, and they kind of agree with me. Like, they have a similar experience with the time issues it's like no matter what i try to do i can't get out the house early mm-hmm. it's like i just can't but then you have other people who are just they just don't understand they're looking at me like yeah right you just you know you're just kind of sorry but <laughs> it just, it does come down to just having good preparation and good timing one of the things that i do find beneficial is like i said earlier showering at night that's makes that is much more easier on my morning on my mornings because if i have to shower in the morning i'm i'm gonna be late i can't help it i, I shower can't. in the morning i love to shower in the morning even if i'm showering at night i'm showering in the morning too. see i think shower it wakes me up showering in the morning is definitely much more better much more um much more relieving and what's the word i'm looking for much more satisfying refreshing but i can't but i just can't wash i can't sleep in my bed at night without washing if i do that no i'm not saying that you know you can do both i don't have time to do both <laughs> and at the, the time i shower at night i shower like at three or four in the morning at night yeah, so that's kind of both but but yeah anytime i don't shower at night i have to change my sheets i can't well, let, me, let me put it this way i cannot sleep in the bed again after a shower until i replace my sheets okay moving right along now that we know your shower activities and showering habits 
or shall I say washing habits? Yes. We're good. We're good. So let's move on to a few news stories. This was a really, really eventful week. Um, First and foremost, let's talk about this government shutdown really briefly. Um, I just find this topic has been talked up, talked down, but I'll see what (laughs) I can do to add to the conversation with with the limited amount. My thing is, I'm not really concerned. I mean, the shutdown, bless those people that's being affected by it. But, um, well, even if you voted for Trump, you didn't vote for this shutdown. You vote for him to focus on that wall. No, that's true. But, um, I feel, let me see, how can I put this? I find it really comical how our president's handling this shutdown. In what sense? It's like there was a, um, like it was earlier, earlier this week. He was just he tweeted on, he he tweeted on Twitter, not Instagram, on Twitter. Let me find his tweet. But he basically made this really insensitive tweet saying how, oh, this meeting is a waste of time. I'm walking out, and the shut the government's still gonna be shut down. I don't care. Pretty much something like that. That's what he said. In fact, I'm finding it right now. Why this man tweets tweets a lot? Yeah, he he has like. 20 tweets just for January 12th, which was yesterday. <laughs> See, th- this is our commander-in-chief, you guys. Well, it's 2019. Wow. I know it's I know it's early in 2019, but this is how communication is done. I love it. I mean, yeah, but God, I, that's like, <laughs> how do you be on Twitter that much? Wow. He's got something to say. A lot to he say. He is the leader of the free world. Mm, that's a lot of tweeting. But, um, yeah, it was a tweet on January 8th. I can find it. Gosh. It was something along the lines of, this is a waste of time. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Well, I can't find it right now. But, yeah, he was basically saying, I was just in a meeting with, I think, was it Pelosi, he said? Yeah. With Nancy Pelosi. She said, I asked, can we build the wall? Can I get the money? She was like, no. And I was like, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he is the deal maker now. I mean, like, that's not. That's that's how he makes his deals. I mean, you you have to have, you have to let the other person know or at least feel like, you know, if there's no chance of me getting what I want, I'm leaving. I mean, that's where you start. Hopefully he has an end game. Like I don't think he he said this shutdown will last for weeks, months, maybe even years. But I found his tweet. This is the tweet. It says, just left a meeting with Chuck and Nancy. A total waste of time. I asked, what's going to happen in 30 days if I quickly open things up? Are you going to approve border security, which includes a wall or steel barrier? <laughs> Nancy said, no. I said, bye-bye. Nothing else works. Um, another thing, I do believe that um, – Having a wall or a steel barrier is not going to be much effective for that this problem. No, but I mean it. It's more it, so about policy. If that's what that be more effective. Yeah, but, exactly. I mean, know, this is what the world we live in. But I, I don't think, I don't think he's really caking for a wall. I think that he is trying to keep the promise he made to his 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 supporters. Yeah. I mean, he, he doesn't want to look bad. He, well, And especially when you have everybody in your ear saying, 
you know, Mr. President, if you don't get this wall, you know, your presidency is over. Who's saying that? I thought well, people were saying that for saying his presidency is over for the opposite. No, I mean, it depends on what side of the fence you're on. The Republicans are telling him, you know, if you don't get the wall, you are in, you're going to be seen as an ineffective president. But do people not understand, like, for, as far as the issue of illegal immigration, like, I do believe we have to have, you know, border security and stuff, but a wall is not, you know, this is why I really don't like being He's politics not looking and that deep in into it. He is looking at and that's the, the fact that I said that I was getting that wall and I want the wall, even though he told how us Mexico was going to pay for it. How long is this wall going to be? Do you know how long the border of Mexico and America is? Well, I mean, I'm of course, we're not going to understand the dimensions of this wall that's supposed to keep people out, but he has to have somebody telling him that this would be a good idea. I guess. Ugh, that. I think the wall would be more symbolic of something than effective in keeping people out. Yeah. It's, it's saying, I said I would get it, and here it is. Mm. Your big, beautiful wall. I just feel bad. I really feel bad for these people that's, like, you know, not getting paid. It's been it's over three weeks now, right? Over three weeks now. And it's... Yeah. It's, yeah. Over three weeks. Do you know how mad they must be to be working for free? Well, I mean... I would quit my job. I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. I <laughs> well, I think a lot of people are. Yeah, a lot of people are at risk of losing their home. It's really And I think the, the crazy part is they gave them a letter to give to their creditors. Can you imagine? Who would give them a letter? Like, if you owe people, there's a letter that's along the lines of saying, you know, I was affected by the government shutdown, so I'm not getting paid. So basically, please don't take any further action if i don't pay this bill they don't care i, I don't think so yeah, if I i'm think, a landlord I, this letter is what i would yeah, tear it up in front of your face to pay too as landlord like i feel like my main thing is you can't he can't have to shut down last this long because that's going to be that's affecting the whole economy that's affecting you know people with food stamps that's going to affect the fda like well that's why he's doing it because he knows that the longer that we are in the midst of this shutdown, he's probably saying, okay, well, eventually they're going to come to my side. But that's not the way to do it. That has, that just shows that he has no empathy for the common person. And it's like, it's affecting the FDA. Like a lot of, um, you know how the FDA investigate like different things like E. coli and food and stuff like that. And what was it? Something with the romaine lettuce recently? Like if Recalls. It, yeah. If it wasn't for them, we would not have had those things recalled. So now some people might we're getting we're all at risk of getting sick from different bacteria in the food and stuff so it's crazy all i can say is he should probably go to that gofundme account that was building the wall i believe there was one for that oh yep. how much is how much have they raised 20 million 20 million yeah but he needs 5 billion but that's a start for him if that's well, what well just if scale the, down the wall i mean instead yeah. of making a big beautiful wall just you know make a little fence popsicle sticks if that's what it's going to take to let the government be open again and stop letting these people go without pay. Like, yeah, but they gotta give him something. I mean, they they have to give him something. Yeah, because this is just really ridiculous how people are being affected. But anyway, another story. Oh, and I think that we are past the the record for the longest. Oh yeah, um, government shutdown, right? Mm-hmm. And he probably loves it. Well, I just keep going. Like, 
how what's his response when um people tell him that Mexico was supposed to pay for it? I heard recently somewhere, or I saw somewhere that he said that he was just kidding when he said that. Really, I haven't like seen he that. Like I, I was heard, just kidding, J.K. It might have been one of these tweets. He, I mean, he tweets like twenty times a day. I don't remember where it was. I saw that, but I heard somewhere that he made a statement or some something. I don't know if he said it out loud or if I saw it in a tweet, but pretty much saying he was just kidding. That was just like, um, um. Well, why doesn't he say he was just literal. kidding about like, building a wall? <laughs> well, he wasn't kidding about that. Apparently, <laughs> evidently, this this guy is crazy. Well, anyway, the government. I mean. With the government shutdown, I mean, I know, I don't feel like I'm really feeling the direct effects of it. And me so neither. I think that's why people are really just going about their lives. Yeah. But yeah, when you put the human aspect and the way it's impacting or has the potential to impact people financially, it's like... Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine. Yeah, like I, I know I'm not really affected by it. I'm getting my tax returns, thank God. But <laughs> you know, I, I mean, just knowing that people are working without getting paid, and some people may not even get paid, from what I'm hearing. I have confidence that they'll get paid, though. Hopefully, but even if they do get paid, it might be too late for a lot of people. So that's right. Um, you know, I'd be empathetic towards them. But but people are just hanging on, hanging in there. So I'm like, I mean, these people must have people, savings, or maybe they're do. taking, you know, driving they, Uber. A lot of them are calling in sick. A lot of them might, you know, have their side hustles. Maybe they have a spouse. I don't know. I mean, it's really messed up. But this is why I say we gotta hold these people, these politicians, accountable to do it. And I, whatever, no man. But mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I want to move on to this next story. It's kind of funny to me. It's um, titled, Man Accused of Stealing $10 Million Lottery Ticket from His Roommate. So, basically, this happened in California. A Northern California man stole a lottery scratcher worth $10 million from his roommate. Wait, where was this? Vacaville, California. Okay. So I'm trying to just read articles. I need to know. I definitely need to know the details. Because so, the, Vaco, the Vacoville man who originally purchased the ticket on December 20th at a lucky grocery store said he bought it hoping to win some extra cash for the holidays. The man won. At first, he thought the ticket was worth 10000 according to the police. Mm-hmm. So, he thought it was worth 10000 but it was yeah. $10 million. Uh-huh. So, he then told his two roommates, which, why would you do that? One of whom allegedly stole the winning ticket and replaced it with a forgery. Investigators say the man went to collect his jackpot the next day and was told he was not the winner. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> he left a forged ticket? I mean, how did he have time to go make up a ticket that was forged? I don't see. I don't know how this lottery stuff works. I mean, he took a, did he make a photocopy of it? <laughs> he did something. So he did something to it and. Maybe he caught, I don't know. So, anyway, it said, and we had a discussion. I yeah. mean, I just could see him on a piece of blank copy paper just <laughs> <laughs> with a copy. I, I need to know more. Listen, when you need money, it'll make you do crazy things. <laughs> Hopefully. It's going to make you get your <laughs> beat. <laughs> <laughs> but it says, and we had a discussion with him because he said, no, I won. I won. I won. I won 10000 in this game. And he kind of told me some stuff, said Wes Lopez, with the California lottery. But the next day, the real ticket surfaced when his roommate identified as 35-year-old Adol 
Sao Sanyang tried to turn in the winner. Oh, my God. That's also when Sao Sanyang learned the scratcher was not a $10,000 winner, but instead a $10 million winner. According so did he know? Did the one who stole it know that it was $10 million instead of no, $10,000? No, he thought it was 10000 <laughs> So according to police, that could be... I would have really been like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the detectives and the California Lottery investigator learned one of the man's roommates went to the same lucky store purchased a similar ticket altered it and swapped it with the winning ticket oh okay he bought okay got it so one of his roommates goes to the same store purchases the same ticket said chris polling with the vacaville police department later alters his losing ticket to match the winning ticket sao sanyang went to collect his winnings on monday in sacramento but was instead greeted by vacaville police officers he's booked on he's booked in the jail on suspicion of grand theft so i'm still a little confused by this so who i'm trying to sort of sort of the thief went first no it sounds like the actual ticket purchaser he went first and was told he didn't win and the next day the shady roommate went to go collect the money and find out it was worth ten million dollars. So if the first person went and didn't, why didn't he not wait? Did so the, okay. So the shady one, he replaced the roommate's ticket with the fake one. Yeah, and then that's when the original ticket purchaser took the fake one. Okay. And was told he didn't win. Okay. And then the next day, the thief took his ticket, which was the real ticket. Mm-hmm. And found out that it was a $10 million winning. So how did he get caught, I wonder? Like, based on how the... Do you, did you get that from this article? Because it didn't really say... No, it doesn't really say how he got caught unless maybe the the guy who went first, the one who actually bought it, maybe he, like, filed some type of claim for his ticket. No, maybe, maybe that's the case. I don't... I mean, the way I see it, I mean... I'll just since you thought you won ten thousand, I'll give you ten thousand or just ten million, and <laughs> you know we'll all go home happy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know how the tickets work exactly, but we get the main point. The guy was a little thief, and my thing is, if you, I mean, of course, it's not right to steal the best ticket or forge it and then try to get the ten million dollars. But if you, well, he thought it was ten thousand. Well, ten thousand, even then. If you win the lottery, I have to put some blame on the person that won. Because why would you tell your roommates? Well, I mean, if it's 10000 he might think that... Excuse me, I'm eating a snack. $10,000 probably wouldn't be enough. To, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, let me put it this way. Because I don't care if it's a hundred. Don't Don't take it. <laughs> yeah, don't take it, but you evidently... This roommate is not really a nice guy. It's not like they're really good friends, apparently, since he stole it. Like, one of my, some of my best friends, I would probably do it. I mean. You probably tell them? Yeah. It's like, I trust my, my friends like that. I mean, this is my girls. I mean, they know I'm going to give them some. I'll tell them after it's did or done. Let me, tell you, okay, let me tell you what I would do if I won. I would not expect my friends to steal my ticket, though. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't. But you don't know. Maybe these two were friends. That man stole the ticket. Some people, you have to watch who these so-called friends are. Like, I'm all for telling your friends this stuff. But if I won this much money, I need to keep this to myself for a minute so I could just process this. 
Yeah, but it would just be the last thing on my mind that they're going to steal it. Right. I would probably tell them, but I would still hide it. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. I would I would probably definitely tell them at some point. I, honestly, though, I wouldn't tell them at first. Okay, let me tell you what I would do if I won the lottery. If I win the lottery, if let's say I won 10000 or $10 million, if I won $10 million, um, first of all, when I go to pick up my money, I'm wearing a mask. Because You're wearing a mask? Yes. Like, you know how those mega million winners, they You're always... You're probably going to get shot. You can't, people are going to think you're coming to rob them. No. I wear like a little playful mask. Like, you know, one of those, like, theater masks. You know, the smiling one? The Greek? I might wear that. That's the worst. Well, I'm... I'm going to have some kind of disguise on. I'm wearing a mask. You're not going to see my face. I'll go during the day. I'll go during the day. Um, I might have... You know, I can't have nobody accompany me. Either way... Like, you know how on the Mega Millions, they always have to announce who the winner is? Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a mask on that little that little event where they, like, show your faces. If I'm wearing a mask, you're not going to know who I am. They're going to know your name. If it's somebody who knows you, they're going to recognize your name. They That's that's fine. That really is. But I don't think you have to show your face anyway. But in some states, there are the, you know, it's public. Right. In some states, you don't have to let anybody know. Oh, well. I know. If I'm in a state where I don't have to, you know, make it public, then I won't. Yeah, I mean, definitely. But the thing is, if I were to win, not only would I, the disguise of my face part, that's just one aspect of it. I'm going to have to have me a plan. I'm going to literally, once I get my money, I'm not going back home. I'm going to drive off, so I have to do all my packing. Before I even get the ticket, I'm getting my mask on. I'm packing my clothes. I'm packing my toothbrush, my hair products, everything. I'm packing everything. I'm going to tell whoever I live with, if I live with anybody, I'm saying, hey, I'm going for a vacation somewhere right now because I'm stressed <laughs> out. I'm going to collect my if money. You tell me. I'm sorry. I got questions. I'll say, I'll call, you, call, call me. I'll call you tomorrow. Just <laughs> I'm going to pick up my money and then drive off somewhere and figure out what the heck am I going to do with all this money now. <laughs> well... I mean, you could do that, or, I mean, I think there's a way to plan it without being so mysterious and making people wonder what's going on. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm fine. I'm not depressed. I'm not going to kill myself or anything. You don't have to be concerned. Nothing happened. Just, I just need some alone time right now. Okay. Because I was watching this YouTube um, channel. I think it's the Infographics channel. And they were, like, saying, like, some of these weird lottery stories where people won the lottery. And then some people, like, their ex- boyfriends or ex-girlfriends came back and wanted the money and then they ended up killing them and some people they got addicted to drugs like you really have to that's really a life-changing situation when you get that much money like people always surround you that you may not have talked to in a while they want your money and they some might kill you they might not want to be your friend it's just like a lot of problems that can arise from that so i'll be like happy but very very scared about what am i going to do like how I don't even know how. What do you? Can you even put like that much money in the bank? Like, yeah, of course you I, can. I know that, but like, can you? Even, <laughs> like, I, mean, I don't, I don't think it'll be like a Christmas Club account, but I think you can. Of course, you can. You can invest it. Wow. See, I, I know somebody who won like a lot of money in the lottery. Like, he and another person shared like three hundred million. Wow. And um, he's very down to earth. I mean. His kids were still going to public school for a while. I don't know if they are now, but they may have uh, started in private school. And um, 
you know, he, of course, he made some big purchases, but mm-hmm. he's so down to earth. It's like you would never know that he won the lot. People, people know that he won the lottery. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like he's walking around like a celebrity, but you know the people he knows um, understand that he he won a lot of money in the lottery. He has a nice home. He has, you know, pretty decent cars, but his life didn't really visibly change. Well, that's good for him. Maybe he, he, he does have a business. He has a business downtown. Did he have it prior to it or after? No, after. He's like. He had a couple of businesses, like some of them may have failed, but um, yeah. That's good. I mean, that's good for him. Maybe he had him like a really good circle. Yeah, apparently. Mm. Um, I think that he's just always been real quiet and down to earth. Mm-hmm. So he probably was just like naturally one of those people that don't surround themselves with, themselves with toxic people, I guess. Right. I mean, I, mean, that's I don't know. I don't know if he does or not, but I know that it's possible to weed those people out if they don't have good motives. Oh yeah, definitely. But I, but still that would just, I would still need to have that time to myself just to think. And he probably did. And evaluate. okay, who's for me? Like who, like who are the people that truly like me for me? Like, cause I know everybody's going to want to be my friend. Like who were my friends prior to this and who yeah. showed that they really care? Um, who would I want to share the money with? You know, cause I don't, that's my understanding that he and his brother shared the money. Oh, his brother? Yeah. Oh, that's family. That's different. Well, no, what I'm saying is I think that would make it kind of cool. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about winning all this money and the person. Because, like, if my sister won the lottery or some one of my best friends won the lottery, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to, like, come right out and ask them for money. Oh, no. But I would just... <laughs> But I would probably be, like, be oh good job for you. <laughs> I would probably be going crazy wondering if they're gonna offer <laughs> like oh that's so good. What are you gonna do with your money? That's so I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I know it's like call them every day and try not to talk about it, and <laughs> they never say anything. How's like, your day going? What'd you do today? <laughs> right. So that's why I think it would be cool if somebody like one of my friends wanted with me. Yeah, that yeah. So I think that was like the best situation to be in. Like he's got he's rich and I'm rich. Like at least I have one other person that's rich with me because yeah. it would suck to be the only rich person in your circle because yeah. everybody's gonna be trying to you know use you and then you'll mm-hmm. be wondering, okay, are they hanging out with me more now because oh, I have yeah, money definitely. and watch those people and uh, so I think that that's like the best situation where somebody else can come up the same time as you. Mm-hmm. And if nobody talks to me anymore, at least I have my uh, my rich brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's really so, good. Yeah. So here's another question. So what about when you have the money and you know your friends that you're going to give it to or your family, whoever, the people that you want to give some money to to help them out? Mm-hmm. Do you realize? Well, I, I mean, first of all, who says that <laughs> that's going to be my plan? Well, you said I'm going to give money to people? You said you would. I mean, I don't know. I mean... That's just not a given because you if you give a, give those millions of dollars to enough people, it's really really easy to go broke quick. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, like maybe you're a select few that you may want to help out, like even if it, even if it's just your family or really close friends. Like so, once you let's just say you're going, just I know, but who's to determine? Okay, this friend is close enough to get it. This one isn't. I mean, the way I see it, I feel about 
I feel like it's like something in your heart. You just kind of know. Who. I, w- I, I don't necessarily think I would a lot money to give away. I think that I would just help people. Yeah, that. Well, yeah. Like maybe not with like a lump sum of money, but just like help them in my own way. Okay, that, well, that brings me to my next point, though, which is even more since you want to help them instead of giving them their own sum. You know how we all have those people that we know that we want to help out, but they just do not know when to stop asking for it. Exactly. <laughs> so that's why I feel like if I, I know in my situation, if I was to win the lottery, I have my few people that I'll give the money to or give some, not nearly as much as I'll have, but I'll give <laughs> them something. And I'm going to let some people know because I know some people I hang with, their habits with spending money and I'll let them know right then and there and I listen get you a financial advisor mm-hmm. get you a plan write your plan down on a piece of paper let me see your plan so I can approve it <laughs> wait you have to approve their plan I'm not approving your plan when you run out <laughs> oh I'm approving that plan <laughs> I hope you gonna be okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm approving that plan so I have a back like see that's why I I'm not gonna even get I'm not gonna even these conversations are fun to have, but <laughs> I just would not, that would not be just like a part of my, the first thing I do is figure out who I'm giving money to. But why would you tell people? I, I feel like that that thought would come once you tell people that you want, like, oh my God, we're all going to have so much fun. And not um, just me by myself. Well, I mean, yeah, we would have fun, but that doesn't <laughs> mean I'm going to give you a lump sum of money. I mean, how would you like to go on a trip to Spain? How would you like to... But even paying with their even like paying with their trips or, you know, helping them out with things like you still... Like some people still may not... My whole point in this question is when they keep coming back at you. Like, like it's like... They're not going to come... I don't feel like they would come at me because I would offer things. I wouldn't like set up a an arrangement to where they would feel comfortable asking me for for money okay that's fair i mean it would be more like i would offer to do do things for them like if i know you know if i know that uh they had a need yeah of course i would help them out but you know some but some people always have needs and are just prone to having needs and need some money i mean if if they always have needs, then if I felt, you know, if, if, if I don't know if I felt compelled to help them with their need, I would. And if I did, it would just depend on the situation. But like, I wouldn't if, have a set. I'm sorry. I'm not just going to give out large sums of money mm-hmm. and just expect that that's how I'm going to go about, you know, acting financially stable not well not stable but i don't think that's financially responsible for me to just give out large sums of money for people no, i didn't to, say large sum, just enough i mean of course we'll definitely get a financial advisor and stuff i'm just saying if you have money the way i see it like if let's if i want 10 million maybe i could dedicate 1 million of that 10 million to divide amongst the people i like the most or love the most of that 1 million Okay, well, I mean that's 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 all fine and good. I don't frown on that. I'm not mad at that, but mm-hmm. I would prefer a situation where, you know, my sister. Just using this as an example, if I know my sister needs a home, mm-hmm. um, I will be like, you know, what kind of home are you looking for? You know, just ask questions and, you know, mm-hmm. just get a feel for what she's looking for and say, well, and, you know, and then tell her, you know, why don't you go in and pick some out? 
Mm-hmm. And then we'll, you know, we'll see if we can't make that happen. Yeah. But I'm trying to get to like those people where maybe not necessarily family. Well, I guess family family could do this too, actually. When they, it's like some people, you know, are just prone to creating more problems for themselves where well, they need more money. I would not set up the ideal <laughs> uh, scene for them to do that with me. <laughs> you know, like some people be like, oh my God, I bought this house that I can't afford no more. Or well, I would say, you know, well, what are your options? Asking you for money. Can you help me out? It's <laughs> 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 a money. Uh-uh. No. Like, oh, maybe I'd be like, no, oh, it wouldn't be like that. No. I really, really, really want to go to the city and I just can't go. Oh, I lost my, I got fired for being late at my job for the 13th time and I don't have a job anymore. I okay. need some well, money I from say, you. Have you, you know, you need help with your resume? I bought a resume, but I still can't get a job. Wow. Nobody would hire me. You know, people like that. No, I I don't know people like that, and no, I would not be <laughs> handing out money to them. But I'm saying, like, sometimes your friends or your I mean, because I, I wouldn't hand it out to them right now, so why would it change just because I have more money? Because you have more money. That's the no. point. Some people, no. it might change other people around you, like your fa- friends and family. No. Mm-mm. You know? So I'm just well, somebody said that a good gauge of that is... If you won the lottery, go to mm-hmm. your go to your you know some of your friends and ask them to borrow money and <gasps> see how they react. That's a good idea. Like not necessarily if they say no, mm-hmm. but just get a feel for what their response is. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a, I love that. No, I want to win the lottery just to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, hey, can one of you guys give me a ride here or? Hey, can I borrow ten dollars to get me a meal? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then that way they would remember that they said no, and then they wouldn't come to you asking for money. I'm scared they all might say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a point there. Yeah. So I think that would be one strategy I would use. Good strategy. And what about how would you avoid going? broke i mean i just can't imagine having that much money i mean, I, mean I, I i already feel I, i'm all already pro investing yeah definitely so i would just diversify my portfolio and invest in all kinds of you know stocks and mm-hmm. um real estate and you know just things that are historically known to make money I wouldn't be foolish with my investments, but I yeah. would have a diversified portfolio for long-term and short-term investing. Mm-hmm. And I think because I already, even with what I have, I try to do that. Yeah. So I just, I just want to, I would divest, invest, I'm sorry, in income driven investments. Right. And I know, and I'm asking that because I know we both have a good head on our shoulders to know how to get a financial advisor and do these things. But statistically, most people that win the lottery, they, they go broke. Yes. So I just be wondering, well, what is it that all these people are doing? Like, do none of these probably people, giving away money? I'm telling you. But do none of these people have like a mind to say, okay, I have this money now. I'm not going to get no income, no check this big ever again in my life. So what can I do to make my money expand? Like, do these people not think of that? That. I mean, I've come into large sums of money that um, 
have dwindled because just because of probably I didn't, I guess, plan. But what I did with the money was not necessarily foolish. It was like, oh, okay, I want to pay this off. And I put all, you know, pay off like Mm. something that I didn't have to pay off like all at one time. Yeah, stuff like that. Oh, no. You know, no, no. <laughs> that's the beauty of having a credit. You pay it. Yeah, I know. But I, I, I wasn't mm-hmm. there with my thinking. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to pay off all of these. Just I just want it off me. Mm-hmm. And then when I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm debt free, but <laughs> well, my money's going. Yeah. So it was like I, I did stuff like that instead of trying to make my money make money. I was like, I'm just going to pay off all these people. Mm hmm. And I had a job. That's like all I had to do was keep paying my bills. But nope, not me. Mm-mm. Mm. Pay it all off. Mm, well, you. And guess what? I just went into more debt later. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, your credit score went up at least. Yeah, it did temporarily until I said, okay, I paid this off. Now I've got all this credit. <laughs> I'll buy something else. <laughs> oh, no. So, yeah, that was mine. I, I, I wasn't ready for it. Yeah, and I guess that's how most people are. But, I mean, that's why it's just important to have foresight and ask yourself every now and then, where do I want to be at in 10 years or five years? Just two years from now. A lot can change in two years. And two years is fast. It goes by really quickly. It really is. And so will that money. So, anyway, so that's so that's it for current events and stuff or, like, little news stories. I wanted to move on to this game I have where we just ask each other questions, like silly, not necessarily silly questions, but just fun, like little lighthearted questions, just to keep this episode lighthearted and fun to make up for last time. Uh-oh. Hopefully my listeners are still here for that listen to the last episode. Last episode was not representative of the whole podcast, but I'm not talking about that part anyway. So I have to go back and listen. Cause yeah, it's a good episode. It's really good, but I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Like We have fun here. Okay. So my question. You gonna ask me first? You, you, you we could go like back. And I didn't forth. really plan any questions, so I'll. I want to do like back and forth, maybe. Yeah, so I have to follow your lead. Okay, so my question is this: My first question for you is this: What is the most ridiculous lie that your parents told you as a child? <sighs> See, that's the thing. My parents never really lied to me as a child. Nothing. Okay. Well, maybe I shouldn't say lie because my answer to this question, I don't know if it's really a. It might be a lie, but I don't. I think it was just maybe a matter of ignorance, maybe. But my parents. Something that even if they did, even if they didn't know that. Okay, let's just say they told you something that turned out not to be true. It may not have been intentional, but it just turned out not to be true as you got older. Or as you got older, you're like, what in the world did they tell me? Um. I think I can, can I say bad advice that I, maybe I can tell you something that they told me that as I grew older, I just, cause like mostly everything that my parents told me, like Mm -hmm. my parents like always tried to prepare us for the future Mm -hmm. and, um, teach us to have integrity. I mean, they weren't angels. They didn't know everything, but just one thing that stood out with me, like I Mm -hmm. can always go and tell my friends, um, or people I come in contact with, I would be like, my dad used to always say this and, you know, feel like he was spot on. Mm-hmm. But one thing he told, 
told me um, that I ended up really just being fundamentally, I found to be fundamentally just not wise was um, don't worry. Like now I believe, okay, I'll tell you what I believe. I believe that you should not tell people everything that you know. Okay. That's what they told you to tell. That's what that was the advice. To uh, my you. dad would always say, or not always say one thing. I, one thing I remember him telling me and it was when I had like my first real job, mm. my mom was like, you know, don't tell everybody everything that you know. Um, and he was like, you don't have to worry about telling people what you know. Like if you're confident in yourself, you know, don't worry about, you know, you can tell them just help people. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom, she didn't agree with that. She was like, no, you don't tell people everything, you know, because, you know, they'll go and they'll undermine you. And my dad was like, he was like more, I guess, kind of deep and philosophical with it, thinking that, or trying to relay that, you know, what's for you is for you. Um, don't worry about you know, trying to withhold information from people because, mm-hmm. you know, there's only one you and what's yours is yours. And, you know, somebody goes and tries to get it, then, you know, it wasn't for you. Okay. So, we're, so we're, I, it's like, that's kind of, you know, my, my parents are deceased now, but I always remember, it always comes back to me, some of the things that they said. And I was like, wow, that was deep. So, who's, But that's one of the things that I just don't agree with like which what, one that do you my dad said with? i don't agree with my dad oh so you think you shouldn't tell everybody no you shouldn't tell people like everything you know because people use things against you okay yeah or yeah, yeah and they also will like undermine your efforts in order to get ahead yeah because you'll tell them stuff and then they'll go and make it like it was theirs oh yeah good yeah definitely. so you have to be careful about letting people know everything that's on your mind or every all the information that you have yeah, yeah, definitely. I can see that now, yeah. So I think that's, like, one of the biggest things um, that I'm kind of fundamentally opposed to, mm-hmm. that he said. And I, it sticks out to me because it's not a whole lot that I disagree with. So um, that's a good question. So I will ask, pose that same question to you. The most ridiculous thing my parents told me? We didn't – your parents didn't lie to you. Well, but. I think – well, maybe this was – I think it – I think it was a lie just for the fact that I was a child mm-hmm. and I refused to believe that my dad believed this himself. So I had, your answer was so deep and like my questions, my answer is like really lighthearted. Well, <laughs> but, that's because I couldn't really think yeah, of anything right, right. that would be lighthearted because my parents were pretty serious. Well, my, you know, I had my first dog princess, the black one, the big one. Yeah. Right? So she had her, you remember how she had, when she was, she had like her babies, she was pregnant mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering, like I was trying to figure out, so how does she have babies? Because I was, well, this, I was maybe about, maybe seven mm-hmm. or something like that. And I was just really <laughs> curious about, ba- I, I knew how to um, make babies, but I didn't know. I guess the, I knew that babies came from the mom's stomach, but I guess I didn't really think of that or apply that to dogs. So I asked my dad, uh-huh. I was like, asking about her pregnancy, just seeing my dog pregnant. Uh-huh. And he said that, oh, yeah, her babies come out because she had to doodle them out. So okay. this is, I was like seven or eight years old. Uh-huh. Doodle means poop, you guys. <laughs> um, I'm seven years old. I'm now 22 years old. Oh, I uh-huh. just said my age, no way. <laughs> but, um, and 
that was something that stuck to me. Like, mm-hmm. I never thought about it ever again. I always had in my mind up to until now that dogs poop out their children. Like, I never. Well, how do they have them? I, I'm going to tell you. Because so I didn't know. I don't know either. So I, look, I thought about, wait a minute. Dogs cannot. One day I was at my grandmother's house. Like, this is like a, like a few months ago. Yeah, like 20, not really a digestive. That's 2018. Like a digestive function. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute. The stomach has acid. The dogs cannot be pooped out <laughs> their mama. Now, this is this is ridiculous. Where that, do they come from? So I looked it up on YouTube. Okay. Dog having a baby. Uh-huh. Because I just had to know, like, a dog cannot poop their kids out. And it comes out their vagina. <laughs> it just like you know how dogs have like a really like I don't even know what dog vagina looks like it's like like a little knob it gets really really big okay because I because I just had to know like I'm 22 years old like wait a minute do dogs really come out the butthole because <laughs> like, I'm like that's you know that goes against everything that I've been learning I've in school about, exactly like, I've never thought about where dogs like how dogs go through the process right. of delivery you never think about it until you get older and i just wonder but i guess that will apply to any mammal yeah exactly so why did i think they that's what makes a mammal a mammal right one right of the things one of the yeah, i think so yeah it comes out but like duh i hope nobody thinks we're really dumb no it's a it's just something i never i never thought i never thought about a dog giving birth and i we was, just think oh they're so cute yeah, I, and the, my th- way of thinking was like their vagina is so small, so it probably comes out their butt because the butt could stretch larger. But <laughs> no, it comes I never out their vagina. I've never, I've never honestly gave much thought to a dog's right. vagina. Right, I looked it up on YouTube, and what I saw was quite eye-opening. Okay, <laughs> but next question. Well, do you have a question for me? I just asked you. I just that was the same question. I know, but I like that question so i decided to use it okay well here's the next question so today's sunday and you know on sunday don't remind me when you don't when you, i'm not supposed to be going to the gym first thing sunday i'm supposed to be going to church to praise the lord so maybe that's a sign from god well this question is based on that so what is your most embarrassing moment that you've ever had in church if you need time to think i can tell you mine my most embarrassing moment in church. Give me yours while I think. I mean, I can't, nothing really comes to mind, so. Okay, so you know how. Either I'll, I'm suppressing it or I haven't had very many. Well, you know, when I was like in fifth grade, that's when we switched to a new church. And I was a really angry kid during that time period. Really? I don't know why. I was, I don't, I guess, because I went to a, my my elementary school. It wasn't really rough or anything, but people could tend to take advantage of you if you wasn't strong in who you were. So I just, like, learned to be tough and strong. So I'm at this new church, and I didn't know anybody there. So we was, like, in the children's class. So I was, like, about... 10 or 11, I think 11 years old. We're in the children's class. And it's like a little classroom where you go for the for the kids to go to when the adults and teenagers are in the regular service. So there's a lot of kids. And they were all just joking around. And we were, somebody asked a question. I don't remember who it was. I think it might have been the teach, the, like the instructor of that course. She asked a question and it required us to raise our hands. So everybody was like, 
raise your hand, raise your hand for yes, yes, yes. And I didn't raise my hand. So one of the guys, he was completely kidding, just joking with me. He was like, raise your hand. So he kind of bumped me with my, like bumped his hand on my shoulder to <laughs> for me to raise my hand. He was just being playful. So I <laughs> I uh, proceed to hit him. <laughs> and I said, don't hit me again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he was like, did you just hit me? I said, yes, don't hit me again. <laughs> wow. Come to find out, he was like, you really, he was just like, just shocked and just like, wow, I'm going to just let that go. Come to find out that individual was the pastor's son of the church. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how I was introduced to him. We get along now when I see him. He's really nice. We get along now, but I wonder if he remember that. Because I was probably... Well, that was like my first time. Probably, really, he probably does. That's his first impression. Yes, probably. That's my first impression of him. Like, don't hit me. I hit him. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that was, wow. I mean, I've had a lot of moments at church, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't really say that they were embarrassing. It was just like when I've had a few run-ins with people at church, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to... I guess I just don't know how to approach what approach to take while I'm in church. Like if I was out on the street, you know, I know I'd be like, you know, giving them a piece of my mind, but at church it's just like, whatever. And you know, this lady, um, it was just this one particular lady. I don't, I don't know what it was about her. I don't know if it was just me or what, but she would just always get smart with me. Very condescending. Mm. She was an older lady. And uh, she will always just make smart comments. And it's like every time I just I got around her, it was just like oil and water. Like she just gave me some feelings that I didn't mm-hmm. like. But uh, it was never really anything outwardly visible. It was just we just had this little thing. We kind of just bumped heads. How like, much older was she? She was like old enough to be my mom. Okay. Yeah. So. I didn't really have any embarrassing moments, just moments of where I felt uncomfortable because I wanted, first of all, she was older. Mm-hmm. Secondly, she was like one of the most visible people in the church. Physical. Visible. Oh, they, she like hit people. <laughs> no, <laughs> she was very visible. What did she say to you that got under your skin? Like every time, and we never really had like deep conversations or anything. It was just like these one-liners she would give, like, um, I said said something. I was like, oh, I was hoping that I could talk to the pastor. And she was like, oh, well, keep hope alive. Because, you know, I had something I wanted to talk to the pastor about. And you had to, like, I don't want to give too much detail. But mm-hmm. she would just always give these little one-liners and just walk off. And it was like, got under my skin so bad. And I would just feel so, ooh, so angry. I could feel my neck getting hot. How old were you at the time? I mean, yeah, I, I was grown. That's oh, all. So you can't tell yeah. your mama. <laughs> no, no. Uh-uh. Like I'm gonna tell my mama on you. So. Yeah, but yeah, if my mom was around. Yeah, my mom would have. Yeah. That leads me to the time when there's another story about church when I told my dad on this lady because for Black History Month I was supposed to sing a song. I'm gonna have a solo, and I was so excited. <laughs> Even though I don't know how to sing. <laughs> And agreed. The mm. thing is, for rehearsals, I don't know how we made it to like these rehearsals. When I I never even sung during rehearsal. Like we had like multiple rehearsals, 
And for some reason, I never sung, but they just all went along with like, okay, you're going to sing on this day. Like, it was like the rehearsal. It's, I always had like an excuse for why I can't sing at the moment. So long story short, they cut me. I was like, no, they did not. So I told my dad with them. <laughs> he came there talking to them. I'm just hold, I'm just standing there like, mm-hmm, you cut me, huh? Well, apparently play. it didn't work because I don't remember you ever having a yep, solo. Yeah, they didn't care. They said, it just, the lady just nicely explained with a nice smile on her face why she cut me and <laughs> why somebody else would be taking my spot. So that was that. Okay. But, yeah. Um, next question. Do you have a question for me? Um, give me one more. Your questions are good. Next question. What is the craziest thing that you worried about as a child? Or just in general, not even as a child, just the craziest thing that you worried about that you can remember? I don't know why, but I worried about something happening happening to me that would leave me crippled okay like what like just a disease or just anything i and this is when i was very young but that's not crazy that was something that's well i would always well i would always i mean no i was kind of i was a little obsessed about it because it was like i just was like okay i could just see myself at the bus stop you know crippled not (laughs) (laughs) why these stories always ended up we going to the bus stop <laughs> like like the city bus like not a school bus like i would okay. be grown and i would be alone and i would be crippled mm-hmm. and I, that was like that just obsessed that would make me so upset mm. would be me being crippled and not having one no one to help and not ha- yeah and like not having <laughs> a way to get from place to place and just going to the bus stop and people staring at me and um, me not having anybody and I'm just, yeah, like. So how did you feel if you were going to get crippled? Like what was going to be the I thought I was going to get like a disease that was going to leave me crippled. Mm. Like what? I mean, I don't know. And it's like every time somebody, I saw somebody crippled, I would ask my mom, like, how did they get crippled? Like thinking, was it a disease or were they born that way? It was like, if they were born that way, it just kind of made me feel, okay. But if that, if she told me it was like something that they developed over time, it was really stupid. I mean, yeah. I was a kid. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know that people now, I know now that, you know, people don't let their physical handicap stop them. Mm-hmm. But just in my mind would be me getting crippled mm-hmm. and going to the bus stop. Wow. Probably in the rain. Oh. And nobody oh. cared. Like, oh, no. not even my parents. No. Yeah, hey, so. <laughs> yeah, it was so crazy. Crip at the bus off of the rain. <laughs> yeah, it was like. <laughs> on the bus. And I, nobody's nobody's going to help you. Yeah, so that was my biggest thing. That was one of my stupidest. And I know you said that it it's not silly, but it kind of is. Like, it's why mean, did I make up this scenario? Bus by my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what it is. That was so silly because it's not like if you're if you have a physical handicap, you can't do the same thing. Most, most of the same things that other people can do. Yeah. But I just felt like, you know, that would be the end of the world for me. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of something called the toe screamer? Toe T O E. Yeah. Toe screamer. Yeah. No. What about a toe alarm? No. 
well, I had like something similar what you just talked about. My answer was something different, but mm-hmm. my 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 craziest worry was about global warming. Like I was like eleven years old, about to go to middle school, and we went to the summer program, and they mentioned global warming and all the ice caps are gonna be melted by twenty fifty. Um, so yeah, my biggest fear, one of my fear, was about global warming, and I went to the summer program, and they were saying how the ice caps are melting, and I was just so scared that my kids would never know what a polar bear is. And oh no, I was I was literally laying that whole night just laying down that really is a very serious concern <laughs> no but like as but i've thought about it too much nobody else cared so but i was asking about a toe alarm because when i was in preschool there was this one teacher she wore one of her shoes was a regular shoe and the other one was a flip-flop with a sock on and she said i i recall that it was called a toe alarm or a toe screamer i don't <laughs> know what that means so she would say it's contagious and she said don't go by me you're going to get it too and i'm like i don't want to only have one said with the sock on for much <laughs> some and some days she'll come with both regular shoes on so i was like okay maybe she is gone but the next day she'll have that one sandal sock. she said she had a toe alarm i don't know what it was that sounds disgusting and she said it was contagious so it don't go and you could not stand by her or you'll get it too she said this. Yes, well, lady. This is a preschool. To it's be a toe alarm. To work. I think that calls for sick day. <laughs> so next thing you know, one of the little kids in her class had it. He had a regular shoe on and a sandal with no with the sock on. <laughs> Maybe that was career day, and he wanted to be the <laughs> no, teacher. Was he? He got the toe alarm from her or a toe screamer. I think this was a dream. This was not no dream. This was this lasted my whole entire preschool year. I always thought about this. This is one teacher that had a toe screamer. So I was so nervous, and then one time I was at the mall with you and Jennifer, and I was just walking, and what did I see? I see an old man with a regular shoe on and that flip-flop with a sock on, <laughs> and I walked away really fast. And here I am, in all my years of life, I've never seen that. Wow. I, I never see, It's like you never see stuff like that until you, it's mentioned to you, until you discover that it's actually a thing. Okay. I'm so, going to have yeah. to look out for that. But, well, there's uh, my question. I got one. Mm-hmm. Like, what critical thinker, like famous critical thinker, did, do you have more most respect for or share the, their views? Like, I'm not even going to say admire the most, but just like who you can see yourself aligning with. Um, I would say the first person that came to my head was LeBron James. Just because he seems like we have like a lot of similar views on things, he's really unapologetic about it, and like, he's speaking up about things like saying like his right to choose the team he wants to go on and not be in control like that in that way as if you're like you know have no say so in your career. And so I think that like him just taking a stand, like I know that it's still he can't say everything he wants to, but you know he's okay. as he gets more money and influence, he's using his platform to. You know, speak a little bit more kind mm-hmm. of apologetically. Okay. I just, I like to ask people that just to see what their heads are. Mm-hmm. It tells me a lot about them. What about you? I mean, and I know I just asked you that because I wanted to know, but for me, I think that it would probably be Harriet Tubman, like, oh, for. For like the obvious reasons, like, mm-hmm. sh- and, and that would be like 
one of the people I most admire. Yeah. Because, like, she, in my mind at least, did not fear anything. Like, Mm -hmm. she had her mind set on something, and anybody who got in her way, it was like, look, (laughs) either you for me or you against me. It's no middle of the road. Right. Like, when it came down to business, it's like she didn't she didn't really play any games. Like mm-hmm. it's it's too critical for me to, you know, sit around and pander to you and try to stroke you. Like hey, if you say you're in this, we gotta go. We gotta move. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know that she had to kill some people that were about to that say, I don't wanna do this again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like <laughs> she made you she like held you accountable. Yeah, so like when you go you better go yeah it's like if you don't want any part of it you just better tell her straight up <laughs> no she's gonna kill you, you no better... i mean beforehand oh before yeah, you, yeah you know before you, you say you're on board because it's very like people these days they it's very easy to get on board with something and then but just, when it gets yeah. hard you know mm, mm-hmm. i'm just gonna ease on out of it <laughs> yeah didn't know it'd be this hard but it was like she was like no no you're not mm-hmm. well, that let's just do one more question what is the stupidest thing that you got in trouble for, whether it's by your parents or at work or anything? Well, the stupidest thing I probably got, there are two that rang out with me, like that I always talk about. Um, the first one is, it was so silly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how, like when you're in elementary school or you're in grade school, around the holidays you buy things for your teachers like Mm -hmm. your parents will buy things for your teachers well one year my mom bought like you know the little hearts that had candy in them Mm -hmm. like she bought that for my teacher and um she bought some chocolates and you know i put it in my book bag you know ready because i was so happy i was gonna give um miss brown her chocolates or whatever Mm -hmm. then um i decided she probably would miss just one chocolate (laughs) and she probably doesn't know that this has plastic around it you know she's just gonna think you know this heart just came like this you know where you could just lift the top Mm -hmm. she's not gonna think that it was wrapped in cellophane so I took the cellophane off (laughs) and I took like two or three of the chocolates out and yeah and you know I took well I it would have been just one but the first one I didn't really like it (laughs) Was it the kind where they have like little trays for each one? Yeah. Oh, she could see that you. Took no, one. it didn't have trays. There were like separate little, uh, you know, like how the Reese's peanut butter cups come in that paper that they're in. Mm-hmm. Just those, they were loose. Oh, okay. So I just I didn't like that first one. It just wasn't satisfying for mm-hmm. me. So oh, didn't have chocolate. any nuts. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I w- then I got another one. Mm-hmm. And that was uh, a little bit better than the first, but I think I could do better. Mm-hmm. So I got like one more. <laughs> the caramel one. <laughs> <laughs> and I just kind of shuffled them around so they would fill the empty spaces that I left. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom was like, you know what? I think I'm going to give I'm gonna give your brother brother's teacher that one. I'm going to let you have this one to give to your teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, nobody's going to know that, you know. So I just, I was like, oh, okay, here. <laughs> she mm-hmm. said, did you open this? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was just like so odd that she knew. I mean, like you paid that much attention. <laughs> but yeah, I got in trouble for that. Oh. And uh, that was my mom. I thought you were going to say that the teacher found out that you opened uh, it. No, oh, your my mom, mom did before I gave it to her. Oh. <laughs> 
And then there was another time. Ooh, I can think of another one, but I won't tell that one. But uh, there was one time, like my dad, I don't know what it was. He didn't like us to go out barefoot. Mm-hmm. So my dad would always, but I loved walking barefoot because like all the other neighborhood kids would, could walk barefoot. But my dad <laughs> did not allow us to walk barefoot. I don't know why. But um, my dad left. And just like clockwork, I took my shoes off, went outside with my other barefoot friends. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why, like, like we're all, the only blacks in the neighborhood. It's like all the white parents, they let their kids walk without shoes on. Why can't I? <laughs> <laughs> so um, he left and I went, you know, like I said, methodically took my shoes and socks off and went out to hang with my friends. And I was just playing, having a good time. Didn't notice that my dad pulled back up. Oh, no. Yeah, oh. and so I ran up to his van because he drove a van, and I tried to hide that, you know, I didn't have all shoes. Why'd you run to his van? Because I figured, okay, from a distance, he probably didn't see that I didn't have my shoes on, and then I'm going to run up really close to the car so he don't look at He can't see my shoes. No, he's going to look if you close. <laughs> no, he, I don't. I In my mind, he didn't see me run up, so I went really close to oh, hide my shoes, okay. hide my feet from him. Uh-huh. You know, before he called me or or noticed that I was over there, so mm-hmm. I just kind of I tried to sneak up on him to get really close. Yeah, and uh, you know he was just talking to me, and he said, "You know you're in trouble, right?" Oh, <laughs> so you fairly <laughs> sorry that I didn't have <laughs> So yeah, I got in trouble for that too, and yeah, mm. I just thought that was crazy. Like you see everybody else shoeless. But you're gonna make me the only one shoes nope, on. No, I told you to keep the socks <laughs> and shoes on. You not walk out of this house barefoot. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> those were the days. I was just going to say for me, my the stupidest thing I got in trouble for was just untying my shoe. Untying your shoe? I well, my dad, my dad tied my shoe, mm-hmm. and I don't know what was going your through my dads head. Dads are sticklers for shoes, for shoe etiquette. I know, <laughs> and this is before I knew how to tie my shoe. I remember this story, and with the, we were with all his friends, and even though he tied my shoe, I was just like, as being with the kid in mind, I was like, let me just untie it. So he <laughs> tied it, and I got yelled at by him in front of all his friends. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the dumbest thing I got in trouble for, for oh, untying my shoe. Yeah, yeah. so, th- yeah, that's interesting. We both had shoe stories. Yeah. But that's enough for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yep, that was fun. Yeah, this is much more lighthearted. Nice episode. hanging out with you guys. Yeah. Um, make sure you come back. Make sure you do- download the episodes. Come back, subscribe, leave us a five star rating and a review, and do all the other good stuff. And this this was actually our longest episode thus far. Okay. Well, it is the tenth episode. Yay! Yeah, an hour and twenty one minutes on the dot. Kind of, not quite. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys next time.